0: Good morning, Nashville. Happy day after. This is the 440 for Monday, February 14th. Coming up on the show this weekend, there were other sports. The Nashville Predators lost. The Tennessee Volunteers beat the Commodores. Uh, However, we're going to focus on the Super Bowl, of course, because that took place over the weekend. But really, I want to look at the game and how it reflects on what we can learn about the Tennessee Titans moving forward and some of the more intriguing storylines around the game itself. Congratulations to the Rams. The 440 this week is brought to you by Our Kids. The Soup Sunday event coming up February 20th. That's this Sunday at Nissan Stadium. Tickets are on sale. OurKidsCenter.com. It is dozens of chefs competing to try to create the best possible soup in Nashville and all of the money, all the proceeds go, of course, to benefit Our Kids and the Our Kids Foundation. It's a group of amazing folks that take care of Middle Tennessee children who are involved in in sexual abuse. So make sure you check it out. OurKidsCenter.com is the website. There are limited tickets available. It is a fantastic event. Great fun for all ages. Make sure you check that out. And special thanks to Kingston Group for donating the time on the show today. That's OurKidsCenter.com for Soup Sunday tickets coming up this Sunday, February 20th. Was this the greatest NFL postseason in history? I hate recency bias or being prone to hyperbole, but after one of the greatest and most unpredictable college football seasons we've ever had in the history of the game, we probably just had what has to be one of, if not the most entertaining final three weekends of playoff football that I've ever seen four divisional games all decided on the final play the Bengals come from 18 down to win on the road against the Super Bowl champion franchise coach and quarterback in the Chiefs to get to their first Super Bowl in over 30 years Matthew Stafford in his first season with the Rams scores 13 unanswered points in the fourth quarter just to reach the Super Bowl, and then there was the actual Super Bowl. There wasn't a ton of scoring in the second half, but the drama was insane. The tension was palpable, but we had a game-winning drive and a lead change in the final minutes as Matthew Stafford completed the comeback and, of course, wins a championship, the first he's ever won at any level. The number one thing I would take away from the Super Bowl, if I'm a Titans fan, is that this team, this Titans team, is close and capable Neither the Bengals nor the Rams are definitively better than the Titans after what I saw on Sunday. Yes, it was a great game, and yes, they have better quarterbacks. And they may have played better in the postseason, but the Bengals weren't the better team for those 60 minutes three weeks ago in Nashville. The Rams are a totally worthy champion, and congrats to the – Entire state, the entire organization, the team, the Sean McVay coaching tree, all that stuff. It's a great story that Matthew Stafford has broken through and won a Super Bowl championship. He is deserving. His talent has always been underrated, and now it should be appreciated appropriately. But the Titans aren't far behind. If you want to take something positive away as a Titans fan from the game on Sunday, it's the fact that this team in Nashville is very close. And in fact, I think the Rams are a good story for the Titans to study. They've been knocking on the door, and finally they break through because they went all in and got their guy, Matthew Stafford. I'm not suggesting the Titans should do that at the quarterback position. What I'm suggesting is is that when you build a really good franchise and a really good team with good, key, quality components at general manager, head coach, and the roster— and you keep putting yourself in good positions to be a good football team and in the playoffs every single year, well, eventually, if you're good, you're going to break through. And the Titans, I think, are on a similar trajectory. Stay the course, keep getting better, finally tune the roster, and let this team continue to have a chance at the Super Bowl because they keep working the way they are. At some point, they're going to break through. Number two, and we talked about this on Friday, invest in depth at the offensive skill positions this offseason. And not just for the obvious reasons, like giving Ryan Tannehill as much help as possible. In particular, at the tight end position, they just need something at that position to replace John New Smith. But also, another reason, so that you can force-feed A.J. Brown. Cooper Cup is an elite player, and he won a Super Bowl MVP award on Sunday. And what makes players elite is is their ability to single-handedly take over a game. And when the Rams needed it the most, Matthew Stafford force-fed Cooper Cup, targeting him directly in triple coverage, using trick plays, running the football with him, drawing multiple key penalties, and of course, catching the game-winning touchdown. You know, just like how A.J. Brown took over in the second half against the 49ers on Thursday night a few months ago. In fact, Cooper's 33 playoff receptions are the most in a single postseason by any player in NFL history. A.J. Brown has never had more than 70 catches in a season for a lot of reasons, but he's never had more than 70. Cup had over 70 catches by week nine this year. Devontae Adams only needed 10 games to get to 70 catches in Green Bay. Brown is almost as good as those guys, if not more physically gifted. But for him to get to that next level and for the Titans offense to reach its potential, and yes, for Tannehill to have a chance at leading his team to a Super Bowl, then A.J. Brown has to blossom into the superstar that Cup and Adams already are. You want to know why? Because he can. Sure, you have to be careful with his body, but really you need him touching the football 7-10 to 10 times per game instead of 4, which is his career average, 4 receptions per game over 3 years. That number should be double what it is. But to force feed him, you also need to make sure that there are other weapons to take some attention away from the defense, maybe like a tight end perhaps, and some depth to make sure that if he does get hurt again, you have some options waiting in the wings. Invest in offensive skill weapons. Get yourself a starting tight end that makes a difference, that forces defenses to defend him. Get A.J. Brown some support on the outside, maybe even draft another backup behind Derrick Henry. Give some support to Ryan Tannehill, and then force-feed your superstars, Derrick Henry and A.J. Brown. Another thing I learned, and I'm not sure how much this matters to the Titans because Randy Bullock was pretty solid this year, but they've had a kicking problem for quite a while. And the Cincinnati Bengals just showed us with a rookie kicker who had the single greatest postseason of any rookie kicker or any kicker in NFL history, you can just get one late in the draft instead of taking Cole McDonald. Evan McPherson was drafted in the fifth round. He was the only kicker taken in the entire draft by any NFL team, and he just had the greatest postseason of any kicker in NFL history. Maybe use a fifth, sixth, seventh-round pick on a kicker who can be your guy for the next 15 years. I'm not suggesting that the Titans go all Sebastian Janikowski here, but you can take someone late in the draft instead of Luke Falk and probably find a solution to a problem that has been an issue with your team for a couple of seasons. Anyway, just a small note there. Hey, the state of Georgia, you've had enough for a while, okay? The Atlanta Braves break through and win the World Series, the Bulldogs snap a four-decade-long national championship drought, and now Matthew Stafford gets a Super Bowl ring? Listen, it's a great story, but sorry, Peach State, that's just too many good things. I suppose Falcons fans, who knows, maybe it was actually your sacrifice a few years ago in the Super Bowl that made all these amazing sports accomplishments possible for your state. I wonder how many folks would make that sacrifice. Also, Stafford became just the first SEC quarterback to win the Super Bowl, who didn't either, A, go to Alabama, or was named Manning. If you want to win a really fun bar bet, here's your best option. There are six starting quarterbacks in the Super Bowl era to win a championship who played in the SEC. Bart Starr, Joe Namath, and Ken Stabler, all from Alabama, Peyton Manning, Eli Manning, and now Matthew Stafford. Those are your starting Super Bowl championship SEC quarterbacks. And Stafford is the first one that didn't go to Alabama or was named Manning. A <laughs> couple of other quick observations here. Number one, I thought the Larry David being wrong throughout history was my favorite commercial of the entire day. I'm not going to pretend that I saw every single ad because I didn't, but that's the one that stood out to me. Also, I think everyone who's selling me crypto needs to tell me if they're actually invested in it or not. I know what it is, but do they? That's my number one question. And then, of course, the halftime show. I'm 39 years old and Every single one of those songs has been woven into my very existence as a human being in American pop culture and music. Dr. Dre single handedly and West Coast Southern California rap in particular changed an entire genre just the way Nirvana and Pearl Jam changed an entire genre in the early 90s of grunge rock, putting all that crap in the 80s out of business. And I'm sure that there's a lot of people that watch that halftime show that just didn't understand. But what those guys have done with those songs, those musical tracks that are the soundtrack of my entire childhood and upbringing and life as a 39-year-old, I think it is critically important that we take a second to understand exactly what that halftime show meant to millions of Americans. I feel bad, genuinely bad, for those of you who watched that halftime show and didn't understand, didn't appreciate it, didn't get it, because one kid sitting in his bedroom, almost single-handedly has changed American culture forever, and he has 40 years of absolute bangers to show for it, and they were on display during that halftime show. It's one of the few halftime shows I've ever been excited about watching, and it absolutely delivered. I thought it was phenomenal. 50 Cent, whatever, take it or leave it, don't care, I'm not a huge fan, but everybody else, fantastic, absolutely loved it, loved the set. Snoop and Dre, man, how are you going to beat that? Of course, as a reminder, make sure you go check out OurKidsCenter.com. The Kingston Group is donating its time on this show this week to make sure you know about the Our Kids Soup Sunday event Coming up this weekend, February 20th on Sunday at Nissan Stadium. Dozens of the best chefs in Nashville competing to try to create the best possible soups in the city. And it's all the money goes to help children of Middle Tennessee. So check out our kids. Check out the website. Check out what they do. Ourkidscenter.com is where you can get your tickets. That's coming up this Sunday at Nissan Stadium. Thank you guys all for listening, of course. Please share the show. Tell everybody about the product. We really appreciate it. This has been the 440 for Monday, February 14th.